Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We started this podcast because mental health is complicated and the stigma surrounding it can make us feel alone. So we are here to share authentic stories in order to normalize and prioritize mental health. We believe in professional therapy. We both use it on our own healing journeys, but we also know it isn't one size fits all. So we are here to provide tools from our own experiences, as well as those from our guests and professionals that come on the show. Thank you for being here as we navigate the complexities of mental health and mental illness together. Remember, hold on, warriors. We're going to make it. everyone to another episode of the unqualified therapists <laughs> we are back into the full swing of things and it's very exciting to have some fellow pittsburghers here with us that we are just super excited to talk to we got to be on their show um, they're doing great things in the berg talking to some amazing people around our city and really um, hyping up what's awesome about living in Pittsburgh. Let's be real. Um, I asked to be on the show because the way <laughs> I placed it was, um, can we please be on this show? The podcast will never beat for Best of the Berg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we got on. Yes. So we are welcoming John and Rachel from the podcast. Yeah, Jag off. Local celebs John Chamberlain and Rachel Rennebeck are Pittsburgh Jagoffs, the term of endearment version of Jagoff, of course, who co-founded Jagoff Media LLC. With a library that includes a blog, a podcast, and videos used for social media and YouTube, they are content creators who connect Pittsburghers with all of the latest places to be, things to do, music to hear, and food to eat. For our non-Pittsburgh friends, curious to what a Jagoff is? Jagoff, noun chiefly in western pennsylvania <laughs> a stupid irritating or contemptible person you angrily say you jag off term of endearment with a smile and a hug you say oh come here you jag off expression <laughs> expressing you're a true pittsburgher now <laughs> expressing being startled you scared the heck out of me you jag off <laughs> don't be such a jag as you'll learn in our conversation, they are highlighting the city we call home in a different light that brings pride and connection throughout the Berg. We all know the struggle with juggling work, family, and personal life. John and Rachel share with us how they manage their mental health in the limelight and the importance of having the right support. Here's our conversation with Yajagoff's John and Rachel. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> Did you guys Thank rehearse you. for that? that was really no, <laughs> we don't rehearse. We don't rehearse anything. Everything's on the fly here. <laughs> awesome. Well, Listen, thanks for the having pleasure us. Pleasure is ours. Yes. Yeah. So we are um, very interested to hear. You guys have evolved a lot over the years. So tell us, like, how did you get started? How long Where have you been doing begin? this? Yes. How long have you been doing this? And it's sort of evolved into this giant here in the Berg. So tell us all about it. 
Well, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, it started off as a blog, and uh, somewhere along the way, this guy, Jason Falls, who has a connection to Pittsburgh but doesn't live here, he's a social media guru guy, and uh, I had him say, hey, you know, what else should I do? Is this blog a hobby of calling out people who don't know how to park or dumb criminals <laughs> and things like that, and people embarrassing the rest of us, you know, as jagoffs? And uh, anyways, he said, oh, I think you should start a podcast. That was... Uh, a little over eight years ago. Oh, and man. And I thought, boy, that, you know, this was all done out of the goodness of our heart, you know, just like like, like everybody else. And I'm like, well, I don't need one more free thing to do. <laughs> and so we started a podcast and then met Rachel through marketing because she would invite the podcast to go do things. And eventually we needed a partner and wanted a partner. And Rachel called one day and said, hey, I'm leaving my position at the marketing company. And I didn't really catch the vibe that she was going to do her thing. Because I wasn't clear. I'm uh, leaving the position. It's a company. I didn't know. You know, she was just quitting, going to find another job. Because I, you know, whatever. So, and then she said, what about this Jagoff thing? And it really wasn't a thing quite yet. So I thought, well, you have a family. And I, no, you I just would, said no. I said, no, I think I'm good. Because I didn't want her to, you know, did, you know attach to herself to this thing that might not be anything. Right. And the cool part is, is that, you know, fast forward eight, eight years and it's the best thing that ever happened. And we're very lucky to be working together. Our families are close and um, and uh, just the whole thing. And, you know, we think about the same about 90 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. The good news is the 10 percent that are for the foil characters are really good because she has the brain to sort of help generate income and sales and for, be forward thinking like that. And anyway, so that's kind of the short story of it all. And so it started off, she thought I was a Jaguar because I didn't want her in, but I was just trying to try to protect the her. people who I worked with at Markowitz Communications were like, wait until you meet John Chamberlain. He is the nicest guy. And I was like, who is he? And they said, he does this podcast. Podcasts were not anything here. Pittsburgh's mm -hmm. behind the times. And so I met him and he was like glued to his phone. Hi. <laughs> And so that was our first interaction at the circus, which he says was not at the circus. That's how much into his phone he was. He doesn't even remember meeting me. And then, yes, then we did start. I would pitch him all of my press releases as, again, the, the only podcast really that Pittsburgh had at the time. And um, we had like brains and we really enjoyed each other and started bouncing ideas off of each other. And um, when I went on my own, you know, we, you know, it's scary when you're by yourself. So I would send him ideas and client possibilities. And then we uh, partnered as a marketing company. And so then we just grew that way. And then once we realized that the podcast was continuing to grow, the two kind of meshed together. Mm -hmm. And so then we added people and realized that it was becoming more of a media company than it was a marketing and PR side and a podcast side. So how did we how could we kind of put them all together and make a business out of it? Because we had no intention of working for the corporate world. Plus, we need to eat. And we know podcasting doesn't allow you to eat um, unless yeah. you're, you know, Zero. in the 2.2%. So, uh, so it's kind of interesting because we, I guess we did it kind of backwards where a lot of marketing companies create podcasts to build links. We had a podcast that became a marketing company. Mm. And, you know, in corporate speak, we would say that's like a blue ocean strategy where, you know, we sort of sailed where nobody else was. And in a way it worked out. So here we are. And we always say like the 
we do marketing and PR and social media, whatever, two, two legs of the stool. The third leg of the stool is we have a channel of distribution of the story. So if I if it's something that our podcast listeners might be interested in, we can, you know, if one of our clients doesn't get on the news or only gets on the news for 12 seconds, then we can have them on our podcast for as long as we want. Yeah. You know, and so so that third leg of the stool seemed to be like a linchpin for us. And we didn't chart that course. It just we just sort of followed the <laughs> followed the light. Run to the light, Caroline. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> until recently. Yeah, yeah. Until recently. Now we've become a little bit more strategic and uh, have planned things out. And that's you know that's kind of where we are today. But it was all really even working uh, our workspace. We worked from home because Rachel's three kids, her and her husband live in near me, and uh, their three kids would come home from school. Rachel wanted to be there. And so it was easy to work from home. Then this thing called COVID hit and we didn't, we didn't have to pivot because we were already the cool kids working from home and yeah. uh, we're still the cooler kids because we're still working from home. There you go. That's genius yeah, though. It really is. Having the marketing and the business come first. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm. Wow. Thanks. I don't know about that, but we, we appreciate that <laughs> yeah. very, very much. It's I mean, genius to us. And- <laughs> I just want to make a <laughs> well, note and, and John, I mean this with all the love in my heart, but oh my. Um, <laughs> you do realize that, you know, it, you said it wasn't really anything and you didn't want to invite this person in, but when you grab a powerhouse woman like that, no question. <laughs> you know, there's no and you have a powerhouse question. woman as your partner and by your side, look at what happens. Thank you. <laughs> there's no question. And you know, we, uh, we, you know, it's hard when we now have the same vision. And again, we both think so much alike that it, it, but just enough to be foiled characters. It's really been the best partnership I've ever had in my entire life as far as business goes. All right. We need to rewind a little bit because we do have listeners in over 40 countries. So we're going to say, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. We've got to let them know a little bit about the bird. We need to know, we need to let these people know what is a jag off. Yes. Yeah. Back to basics. Uh, yes. Back to the basics. <laughs> and that is such a good question because um, we just did this this presentation for Pittsburgh Ad Week. And one of the digital companies who we work with asked us to come on and speak. And they said, you know, we want people to understand how sort of the landscape of marketing is changing and how people like you guys are kind of coming in and putting this more satirical spin, you know, mm-hmm. on on however you're getting your messaging out. And there were people in the audience, you know, at the Pittsburgh Playhouse who were not from Pittsburgh. And so it's so easy for us to assume, even though we have clients who are not in Pittsburgh, but they sort mm-hmm. of get it at this point. The term Jagoff was, you know, back in the day, you know, do, it was this, do you say it? Is it a swear word? Is it a bad thing? And, and <laughs> you know, if you yeah. did, you were like, oh, you say that. And I remember when we first started people sort of rolling their eyes and almost annoyance and now it's this like smirk embracement. Um, yeah. But I think the cool part is as Pittsburgh evolved, so did the term Jagoff. So mm-hmm. we sort of made it our own in the sense that, yes, if you're driving down the streets and someone cuts you off, you scream, what are you doing? You Jagoff. But <laughs> it's also this term of endearment as Pittsburgh yes. has become so many things on the map now. You know, we're not this coal town anymore that's smoggy and, sm- you know, gross. We are at the cusp of, of, you know, health and 
technology and education and people are coming here for such good things. So it just made sense that that term sort of changed as well. So we always say, yes, it's son of a bee, you jag off, but it's also, mm-hmm. hey, how have you been, you jag off if you're a giant yeah. eagle, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Right. So <laughs> right. much so that people like literally call us the jags. Like our yeah. clients <laughs> now are like jags. Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh, wow. Okay. Take it. The uh, the woman, so there was a little bar where I hung out, and they were a restaurant bar, and there was this Italian woman who had a pretty foul mouth, and uh, but she would she would use, like, our family didn't use it, and it didn't matter whether it's a swear word or not, but she would use it in the same ways that uh, Rachel just used it. You know, if you ran out of check, she'd say, hey, that whatever jag off you know ran out of the check but if you walked in and she hadn't seen you in forever she'd say hey how are you you jag off right. so that's really been really the connotation that we've been trying to and mm-hmm. if you want a teaser for the end of the show make a note mm-hmm. to ask us what is who is the one entity that keeps refusing us for an that interview is so funny that you keep bringing that up yeah. keeps refusing us for an interview and this, despite the fact all these other cool people have agreed to an interview, and it's because of our name. But uh, so that's oh. your teaser. We have we have people like that that have refused us because of our name. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, the cool kids get refused is what I believe. We have to be on the cut. We have to be cool like that, or else <laughs> you know, then you just sound like everybody else. Oh yeah. man. Can we know now I or know. You know, like we got we, we to ask? Oh, all right. We'll ask later. We'll ask later. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I just want people to understand like what your show does because we, um, we were able to come on and talk with y'all and it was so nice um, to see and meet all of the other guests that were there and listening to your episodes. You just kind of get this feeling like warm and fuzzy for Pittsburgh feeling mm-hmm. where it's like you get to really see all of the amazing people, businesses, bands, like all the things, the music, the, it's the like venues. The perfect match, mismatch of all the people in one setting. Yeah. And it just works so well. We didn't know that's how it was going to go. And so when we showed up, we were like, who are all these other people? And then like we've become friends with all of them. So yeah. we still talk to them, which is wild. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Your show is connecting people to one another. And that's really cool. That means more than anything else that you can say on this podcast, because like, I so appreciate that you say I'm, you know, a badass woman or that I'm a strong woman. Like I'm, I appreciate that. But to say that is like, that's our goal. And I don't know if, if, you know, you don't realize that that's the goal. Cause when you set out for these kinds of things, you have all these things that you have to check off. Like I have to make sure I'm on deadline and I have to have a podcast done every week. And I have to make sure that I'm checking all these boxes. But do you ever really stop and think about how is it resonating, you know, with people? Mm-hmm. Because we're so statistic driven and so, mm-hmm. you know, um, logistics. And, and that part that you say, we've been so lucky to hear that more and more in the last couple of years. And again, that was a serendipitous thing. We, tr- I am a journalist by trade. So I think I, I helped know what questions to ask to kind of plus, I think it's a woman's instinct to read a room. So I know Mm -hmm. if you're sort of like not digging me or you're not interested or we're not connecting or there's something Mm -hmm. that I shouldn't ask. Whereas um, we, we had chemistry together instantly, which was great. So we sort of knew when to not, you know, we can look at each other and know who's going to talk next and almost know what each other is going to say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, it's cool because we loved watching these, these relationships blossom on our 
shows. And honestly, that's the impetus for us doing the late night show was because it mm-hmm. did become this networking thing where we wanted that to happen. There was never this reservation, like stomping our feet, like, Oh, it's our show. We're talking to you and we want to break the news on, you know, what you're doing next or, or whatever that might be. It was cool to kind of see that that was happening organically, which fueled it even more because there is this positive era to it, right? Aura to it. Yeah. And it's, to be honest with you, not to pat ourselves on the back at all, but it, it's just genuinely an extension of how we live our lives. Like it seems like we're always connecting somebody. Oh, do you know this or that? Or, you know, we'll mix with, we, we do marketing clients and one might be a car dealer and one might have a new sandwich that's coming out at their restaurant. So we combine the two together and say, Hey, let's use the car dealer to deliver sandwiches to somebody or drive the sandwich around Pittsburgh and orient the, the sandwich to what's important in Pittsburgh, the incline and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we kind of live our lives like that. And the cool part is sometimes two people meet and we love that when you guys will come back and say, Oh my gosh, we, you know, but met this person, then they're on your podcast. And then we sort of fade into the hedges like Homer Simpson. It's cool, <laughs> you know? But there's other times we still have our fingers in it and we're all working together on something. Mm-hmm. And so again, it's just, it just seems to be an extension of how we've typically lived our lives. Not that we're doing anything magical. It's just fun to see that. And, uh, We've then done nonprofit events where we've invited guests and clients to them. And then the next thing you know, the guests and clients are helping each other out with their nonprofits and things like that. So we've been lucky, but, you know, we've been lucky that people accept it. But in the meantime, I guess, you know, in a way, we, it's, it's really just an extension of what we do on a daily basis. That's, that's how we, we want to link people together. Mm-hmm. Wow. You yeah. guys are like the networking like gurus. <laughs> That's Rachel. Um, That's Rachel. That's her skill. That's that is how, that is literally her skill. How do you find who you've de- who you decide to have on? Like, it, do you find like the up and coming places, the people you hear from other people, or all of the above, probably? But I'm just curious how you get these lineups. Yeah, it's a little bit all of the above. I think it also is. Um, just the manner in which we live again, in the sense that routine, right? So my husband works in the construction field. So (laughs) he tends to wake up early. I wake up early with him because I'm up early. I start my day earlier, but I also have children. So I'm figuring out when can I put a load of laundry in and get dinner prepped and have lunches made, you know, before they're getting ready to go. But, you know, at four 30 in the morning, I literally look at the headlines for every single publication so that I can know who, who, number one, who is my competition? Who is my collaboration? How are they framing the story? Because listen, Pittsburgh is not that big. So how do we frame a story differently than the way it was framed before you? How can we live in this same pool and help each other and take, Oh my gosh, I could take that piece of it and talk about this and maybe actually help do something. So um, but that's the journalism geek in me because even the publications I may not be fond of, I'm looking at them because they may have another, you know, take on something. Um, and then we would, we would sit and create a bullpen of people who are interesting, you know, and we would almost categorize them. Like this person's been on Cyril Wecht, you know, oh, he's, mm. I, we could have him on every week, every month. Yeah. You know, he's just yeah. a, a wealth of he's knowledge. Be a fascinating guy to oh. talk to. Oh, right. Of 
you know, and so you put him in this like hasn't been on in a while kind of bullpen. But then there's this slew of other like you guys, you know, um, you know, whoever is up and coming and talking about what's new and happening, what's trending in our city to make it better. And, you know, mm. also it's easy to have the entertainment pieces on, right? But when mm. you can actually turn something that's not that much fun into something, that's when you know that there's some kind of, you know, good or chemistry to it. So I think that's where, you know, we've been pretty lucky. But then after five years of doing it, we added Tracy, who also has that instinct. And mm. she has truly, truly, we're not just saying it, she has been instrumental in making this podcast what it's been in the last couple of years, because she, she takes our chaos. She knows that, you know, we're, we're, we have 11 people who work with us and 20 some clients and we're every, we're nuts. Like you can't even yeah, have a conversation yeah. sometimes because you think that we're not focused and she rallies, she reins it in and she's like, all right, you guys have not answered this. I'm three weeks out and my musician just bailed. <laughs> Can you help me out? You know, that kind of thing. So she yeah. has really put her finger on the pulse of what's needed. You guys have talked to hundreds of people around Pittsburgh. What has been one of the most interesting interactions and interviews that you've had on the show? So we have some other assets too. Like we do the Jagged Around videos and things like that. But uh, like a seal, it was just cool to have. I don't know if you remember when COVID hit, everybody hunkered down in, watch TV and and the Tiger King people. Oh, we remember. Yeah. The Tiger King people. So we got to interview two of the Tiger no King. No way. Yeah, <laughs> and he smoked dope while we were talking to him. He pitched to please come and buy pizzas and tip him because he didn't have a month, enough money for his electric bill. Oh, and uh, things like that. So Literally. He didn't I, know if we were recording or not. It yeah. was literally a circus oh, act. But uh, like the one that really punched the ticket for a while was Garth Brooks, mm. you know, to interview him for about five minutes. And, um, but really, it's all about the normal Pittsburghers, you know, that uh, we just had a great memory this year when Franco Harris passed mm. away. If, if anybody listening in another country, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's really kind of brought the Steelers to the forefront with a special play. And anyways, he passed away. And we used to uh, have an alliance with a company that uh, that, you know, would allow us to interview Steelers on game days mm -hmm. and things. So we were about to interview Franco Harris in front of a large uh, mall crowd. And they had said, Franco doesn't die. He's not really want to talk to today. Maybe, you know, whatever. And we, we knew he was a nice guy. And so they said, just go easy. So we brought him up to the front and introduced Franco Harris to everybody. Everybody cheered. He grabbed the mic and he started singing chestnuts, uh, roasting on an open fire. <laughs> and we were, yeah, was like, are you kidding me? This just happened. So that was like most recent coolest memory yeah. ever. And we have that video that when he passed mm. away, we... We ran it because it was incredible to see that somebody of his magnitude just came on and started that's singing. That's so great. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, that's definitely. I mean, I feel like I used the same thing of Juju Smith-Schuster used to call me the cool mom. Oh, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Rachel, that is that is a high compliment. <laughs> right. I mean, I wore a sweatshirt that said cool mom because my kids bought it for me except they didn't it's just the story I tell and they think it's hysterical that I tell the story that I bought it for myself and I say my kids make me wear it so much so that I tell their friends that their their moms cannot wear it and they're like we know oh my gosh I think I might steal that play from my own playbook <laughs> do it yeah it was fun because we would see him different places and he'd say oh it's cool mom it's cool mom yeah 
Oh, yep. that's fun. That is yeah, it was fun. fun. Actually, I would say most recently, though, I have really, really taken a, like, love. I mean, we have mutual, you know, we love love Heather, of course. Mm-hmm. But even more recently, Jenna Harner from WPXI, who is one of the first female sports reporters, mm-hmm. phenomenal. She is this little thing who came from Boston and was thrown into, like, Albie Oxenwriter's you know, she was second to him Mm -hmm. and she is just taking the sports world by storm. And I love seeing it from a female perspective because she can have a conversation about any sport with any guy. But I also love seeing it from like a Pittsburgh perspective because Pittsburgh doesn't always welcome people from the outside. It like takes some time, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. And uh, she's just a gem of a person. So yeah, she was a good interview too. Has there been anything that you have discovered along the way that surprised you about our city in all of your journeys around a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked that about our city. <laughs> yeah, I, for yeah. us, we Tracy, the girl who books our podcast venues and guests when we had venues. There is this place in Pittsburgh called the Baronhoff Museum, which is a house that was built by some guy that made his money through gaslighting hundreds of years ago, and it's um, it's in. Most people go to Pittsburgh and look at the point. State Park from the Mount Washington area and look down and up, up the rivers. And uh, this is on one of the rivers north and looks backward toward the city. And it has these huge plate glass windows. And to be honest with you, I've never seen a view of the city like that ever. But it's built on the edge of a a hill. We don't have mountains here. It's hills. And, uh, you know, and it's it's this amazing building. It's still in a neighborhood, residential neighborhood. So they're only allowed to do so many tours per week mm-hmm. and to limit the traffic. Yeah. But it's also full of music machines like discs with holes punched in them or player piano type things. It was, it was, I've lived is... here my entire life and I felt <laughs> ashamed. I never, never knew that was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that wild. Was pretty crazy. That's wild. Yeah. I was thinking as out. you were talking, um, that you could create like a Yajagoff travel guide yeah. for those people <laughs> coming to visit Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Because one of my questions was like, I was like, I wonder if you always have the best restaurants, or you know, of the things, but you could just like put them all in there and then people would know. <laughs> yeah. That's best places point. to visit. Yeah. <laughs> You're in for 10%. Yeah. We'll all right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You <laughs> can help keep our mics on. Yes. <laughs> So we're going to ask the teaser question from oh, earlier. Yeah. So your podcast name is Yajagoff, which, yeah. as you said, can sometimes be construed maybe by um, other generations, perhaps as being a curse word or something bad that we don't say. So has that name ever held you back in any way? So first, we have to make sure that those listening know how to spell it correctly. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the fine mm. difference in whether mm-hmm. it's a story. Oh, true yes. story. Yes. Well, it's true. the G, right? So G. From, a, from a lady's standpoint, and I'm not a prude at all, but, <laughs> you know, at first, I, I remember when I first said this to you, like, at first, listen, you know, he's this great clean cut guy with kids and yeah. all these more, like you meet him and you know, he's just a stand up guy. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I have the Yajagoff podcast. And I was like, <laughs> mm, what is that? Because again, my family didn't say it. Yeah. And you're just like, what's it about? And so easy to judge because it's a guy saying it. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like this thing where it changed because you know, quick story. When we were friends before we um, partnered, 
he had place like cheerleaders. He called me and he said, you know, as a female friend, I'd like your opinion on this. You know, these people want to host the podcast there weekly, which is, a hu- I mean, this was eight years ago. That's huge. Mm-hmm, and they yeah. were offering him a really good bit of money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. I said, don't do it. I just feel like it's just going to lessen your brand mm-hmm. and have people think that that's all you are. Mm-hmm. You have kids, you know, whatever. And he didn't. He walked away from the money when he could have used it the most. And yeah. so it was interesting. Yeah, it was I know like, it's your story to tell. No, but... no, it was like a Hooters type place. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. wait, I have a daughter. You right. Know, yeah. Yeah. She's going to have her. And there's nothing and, wrong with that. Like, and looking the, the back, podcast yeah. wasn't that. Our podcast never was Howard Sterney or anything like that. You know, and uh, and we're not prude. I'm not a prude either, but it just didn't seem like it was good for the brand. So having Rachel have helped me think that through because the money was tempting. And, yeah, uh, but you know, and, and, uh, but it was, it was, it was, I think our life is so full of decisions. We decided to not do more or more important than the ones we did. That's decide a great point. To, yeah. You know, yeah, that's that is really great. One where, because we found out later we ended up getting in, you know, the St. Patrick's day parade is so big here in Pittsburgh and we're yeah. a part of it every year now. And we told them about this place because it had an Irish connotation. And they said, had you said you were sponsored by them, we would have not let you in the parade. Oh, so there you go. Because they're looking at family values. So, yeah. you know, again, that was the first sort of like, wow. And again, it was know? eight years ago. So things mm-hmm. are different. Yeah. You know, your right, kids are older. Right. You look at things differently. Life has changed. Right. And and maybe it would be different now. But, um, yeah. At the I time. Then, as the marketing piece kind of integrated, it would be one thing if we remained a podcast and, and talk to people in Pittsburgh, but once like Rich Fitzgerald would see us at an event and he'd be like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing here? You know, he didn't understand. And we were like, well, we're here for marketing or PR or even today we did an event with Westinghouse, you know, and they're and people walk in and they're like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> oh, you're, you're helping with PR, mm-hmm. you know, like it's this, crazy th- it's gotten so much better i've been having these epiphanies lately where i'm like wow if this were x amount of years ago it would have still been given this sort of like stink eye like what mm-hmm. so yes i do think that it was harder and i wouldn't change it because i think you have to have that hardship to shuck and jive to figure out how to get around it's part of life mm-hmm. you know yeah. how do you how do you get beyond that you know mm-hmm. and so it was established it worked as a podcast and it helped us grow as a name and and it made us prove ourselves even more for our our work value yeah we actually to be honest with you before we get to the teaser answer we actually three months ago considered dropping the podcast because we were so busy the podcast became a radio mm-hmm. show nightly mm-hmm. our marketing work was getting busy we're like maybe we just everybody's well, the, in the market saturated. You know, there, yeah. there's so many podcasts and maybe we just bow out of it you know and then you know uh we go to these uh pennsylvania or the Western Pennsylvania uh, Press Club meeting, and we find out we won three Golden Quill Awards. And so for five of our podcasts we submitted, we won three. And if you're not sure, know what they are. Those aren't those aren't popularity contests. Those are peer-reviewed uh, things. So the LA Press Club reviewed everything that was going on from audio journalism to written journalism, video journalism, photo journalism. And we submitted five podcast episodes, and three of them won Golden Quill. So we're like... Okay, I guess we're staying in the podcast game because <laughs> we're doing something kind of cool yeah. here. So that's when we sort of re-energized and said, well, how do we rethink this whole thing? And that's when we decided to take the Saturday morning podcast recording, 
the five nights on the radio and squished them all into one thing. Mm. And we trash compacted that into a Friday night live to tape recording, which uh, records at 530 Friday, comes out at 10 o'clock, similar to a Fallon or like mm -hmm. process. Not that we're that funny, but uh, <laughs> we're but, not so, funny at all. so we called it you jag off late night. So we as you're as we're recording this, we are we just finished episode two of that. So the podcast records at 530 at the same place. It's in the middle of a party. So we invite people for cocktail hour to eat pizza and drink. And then our you guests should are there, totally come. And you guys should come. Oh, and we would hang love out. that. That would be yeah. really fun. Uh, and it's all shot in whatever shot is shot. There's no post production. Oh, it yeah. goes, it goes out that. on Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> and over the Q92.9 FM radio simultaneously at 10 o'clock mm. that Friday night. Wow. So it's been cool. kind of interesting, but uh, it was supposed to make life easier. So far, it hasn't, but we're still trying to figure out all the process. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds but, like it should. It should, but yeah, yeah but trying well, something yeah. new is always a process. So to answer mm -hmm. your question is, you know, Garth Brooks, uh, the Gateway Clipper, which is something here in Pittsburgh, which is a family boating franchise, you know, you sing Good Ship Lollipop and all this stuff. All <laughs> these really cool brands, uh, Marvel Comics, the Circus, everybody agrees Disney to Disney on Ice, Disney right? on Ice has agreed Disney. to, you know, having the Jagoff interview them. Mm -hmm. And the only entity that continues to turn us down because they say our name doesn't jive with their mission is the Harlem Globetrotters. What? So we have right. yet we have yet to enter, do anything. With we the really Harlem would love to. I played basketball in my day. <laughs> And all Don't I they do... know that that is like the perfect marriage of two brands? Sure I is. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, Such a bummer, right? Someday. Yeah. Someday soon, maybe. Who knows? Or uh, not. I mean, yeah. they're right. lost. That's kind of how I live my life. You know, they're lost. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. And the coolest part is once, as we were growing and we added people, we added people who were like us. So we have these misfits of creativity who work for us and they love being referred to that way. But like Tressa from Yins Are Good Podcast, yeah, yes. she works with us. Oh, I didn't Katie know that. from yeah. Scarehouse, you know, um, she worked for Scarehouse. She works for the Penguins. She does the 412 Thrive stuff. She works for us. Um, uh, John's son, Colin, who is this amazing comedian and, and his, his friend who moved to New York with him, you know, they work for us. So it's these people who have these unique creative minds who were looking to be in thrive in a world that you could have the, the structure and the flexibility. So mm -hmm. we were like, how does this make sense? Mm -hmm. So we decided let's, let's do blogs every day still a podcast, but we had these things called G jet and where are you at, which we're showing like micro, you know, mm -hmm. um, neighborhoods. Yeah. So Tressa and Monica from Q92.9 and Marcus from who's a comedian, we called them and we said, here's what we're trying to incorporate. Will you become Jag braggers, which are correspondents? So it's an extension of staff. It's an, so you don't have to see John and Rachel because there's so many other great people in this city. How do we spread that wealth? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're in. So we just mm -hmm. took six months, got some sponsors and figured out how it all made sense into a show where it becomes a segment with two to three guests instead of three to five guests mm -hmm. so that we could have these little pieces like, you know, oh, did you see where Monica went today? She was in Westview. Did you see that Marcus was at Marla's Kitchen? You know, those kinds of things. And then on top of it, we have these cool little like an, a monologue 
that talks all about crazy things that happened in Pittsburgh or our blog posts. Yeah. Um, and we have a segment that we're going to unveil eventually if we could get our timing right. You know, so there's all these, we want it to be like a variety show, a Saturday night live ish, yeah. yeah. but all rolled in. But again, like John said, you can get it on YouTube. You can get it through a podcast. You can get it on the radio. Yeah. Very cool. That's super cool. I yes. love that. See, and it's like talking to people like you that just really grows my pride for the city too. It's, you know. Ah. Thank you. Yeah, that's for sure. We're, we're, I'm one who, you know, should have gotten an education and moved south to Charlotte or wherever, you know, get a job. And, and I'm so glad I never did that. You know, yeah. the pressure was on to, to, to leave here. And so fortunately for that's me, I point, didn't yeah. leave here. Same. And, and uh, it's a proud place to be from the entire Western Pennsylvania area. So, so much going on here that uh, it almost makes like, well, there will never be enough podcasts podcasters mm-hmm. or podcast episodes to cover it all because mm-hmm. there's always something popping up new which is which is cool on our end and you know there's enough for everybody to share there's enough for us to interview somebody then you two interview that mm-hmm. same somebody yeah. and somebody else interviews the the same person and everybody gets three different stories so because tr- everybody yes, has sure. their own angle on their podcast yep. so it, yeah it really works out pretty pretty fun to be honest with you well, look at that segueing right into my next question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll wait. <laughs> um, we are a mental health podcast. And so we have to ask, um, talking to all of these different places, people going all these different places and getting all these different perspectives and and having a busy life and everything, um, it's got to have some positive and negative impacts on your mental health. So how does being in the media and having a job like this affect you in your daily mental health? You you have a lot more, um, a, a broader audience than us, we'll say. But one of the things that happened when we went on Talk Pittsburgh is it was our first experience of getting negative comments about certain things and so that's another thing like how does that affect you too Mm -hmm. if that happens so all of this like how do you handle the the limelight you know in terms of um people's ridiculous things they like to say (laughs) (laughs) i think we've been fortunate enough that you know not to say that there aren't haters out there but nobody's really like called us out like wow john looks fat tonight or, you know, he should have worn a different shirt. You know how petty they can get with the news broadcasters because mm-hmm. we've had news anchors on like Heather Abraham and others that say how mean people could be on social media. Yeah. I think we've been very fortunate we haven't had that. Uh, we've had people try to start, you know, political arguments and stuff. And we always say, look, we're the fun guys. We're not here to talk about anything. But I think, you know, the, the interesting thing is that uh, we became partners <laughs> kind of almost like instant coffee, add water, partners. <laughs> and uh, and we felt it was right, like, all along. So we're, the mental health part of it is Rachel certainly at her time in her life has a lot more on her plate than I do. And, uh, and so, you know, we try to balance each other. We're literally recording this, you know, in our car, in my car, because this is where we live probably 75% of the day, driving to see clients, doing whatever. And so, you know, we're talking about everything, families, you know, my family, her family, that kind of stuff. And then the stress of, oh, my God, like we're so far behind on this, but we still have to go interview so-and-so who's going to be the king in the play tonight, you know, that kind of thing. And so how do we make this all work? So the th- that is a struggle. I don't think there's much struggle as far as Rachel's been very attuned to being in front of the public. Her dad is very Pittsburgh famous, so she she kind of lived that life. 
me, uh, you know, I've been used to being in front of people from previous jobs and whatever, but so not too scary there, but I think the mental health comes from the anguish of, oh my gosh, like these 10 people now work for us and mm-hmm. they look to us every other Friday for a paycheck and, ah, yeah. you know, what are we going to do? And I think that's more, but you know, the cool thing is, is that we're almost like each other's therapist. And the, mm-hmm. the other cool thing is that Rachel's husband, Willie gets credit because he watches it all go down, shakes his head, has a sip of beer and goes, okay, guys, <laughs> but he handles it all. And he's very flat affect in a positive way. So the know that, you know, he's there to just say, Hey, you know, have you guys thought about this? So it's almost like he's, he's our, uh, unqualified therapist in some way. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know if that answers your I, question. Or and not. I, this is going to sound like I did this on purpose and I swear to God, I didn't, but it was, you know, um, I always say I'm Christian, but I'm not brainwashed Christian. So keep mm-hmm. that like, right. Mm-hmm. When you two came on the podcast, there was this series of things that were happening. Like you came on and you were so raw and so candid about your lives and what brought you to what you did. And I come from a generation and, a, and, and cultural backgrounds that the woman is like, I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of do this like hold back. Mm-hmm. And um, after having you two on and kind of it being thought provoking, we had the heart advocate on. Do you remember? And it was like oh, sort yeah. of the same love tale. And yeah, we do. It was so crazy because I was like, what? Um, and so, you know, and then most recently we got to interview um, Dr. J- uh, Jocelyn Fitzgerald, who is this like mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know, different kind of health. But, and she kind of emphasized that women in particular, you know, we push it. We're, we're taught, you know, it's fine. I'm the caretaker. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's all good. And so I don't know if it's a midlife thing or if it's so serendipitous that all these things have happened at once. Um, but I've noticed that I'm trying to be more like, okay, I want to take a breath and really mm-hmm. stop and see like what is happening and what am I doing? And, and, you know, we had this conversation with the, this, our whole late night thing has been in operation since April. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, we just sat down on a you know on a July night and we're like, what do you think? Let's throw this together. <laughs> there had to be this very thought through, you know, what does this look like? I have a, a child and uh, I have a child. I have a son who's going to be 21 in college. Yeah. And then I have two kids in high school. I don't want to miss things. I want to be on my game. I don't want to be overly tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that I'm 47 mm-hmm. and I better make sure that I've secured my path so that mm-hmm. I can continue in a positive trajectory. So my mental health is I struggle in the sense that I have to stop and take it in and, and make sure that I'm, um, you know, kind of settling down. And John is so good with that. Like he will say, it's three 30. You have to stop now. Go see how Addie's day was, you know, or why are you on? Why did you answer that client? I could have done that. You know, he's very, very cognizant of making sure that my time, like he said, due to, the times in my family's life are, are being tended. So it's, it's a, it's a good balance, but as you know, it's a struggle every day. That's such a great yeah. partnership. I was just going to say that. What a great partner. It is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And that's a cool part. Cause at first, you know, we're one of the, I mean like David and Heather, like in, in, you know, when you think of males and females, like mm-hmm. David and Heather, obviously who doesn't think of them first? 
Well, that's a totally different scenario because they're, first of all, their powerhouse is on TV. And secondly, you know, David has a partner who is same sex. Heather is like family. John and I come into this thing and it's like, who are those two? Like, they're not the same age. They're not the same. Like, what are they doing? What are, who are you? What are you doing? And what is she? You were the jag off and now she's there. You know, so sometimes I joke and I'll say, I'm the yaw. Because if we ever break up, I'm the yaw and he's jag off, you know, and then he has to figure it all out. <laughs> so That's cute. Yeah. So, but it is a really good, it's a great friendship, a great relationship. And, you know, I think I said this to you ladies when you were on, you know, women, sometimes our, when we're together, we find things like, what, what's wrong? What's the big deal? He would never be like that. He, it, but mm. if I'm being bitchy, he will say, he would never say that word, but he would be like, just take a deep breath. Like it's all good. Yeah. You know? So it's a great balance and dynamic. It's a great thing to be able to come to work and enjoy and and not only enjoy, but know that you're being supported by your work partner like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, you know, so we, I drive to Rachel's house, the opposite of traffic. And I always say I could be, make a lot more money having my nice corporate job, looping people in, passing wrong reports, speaking to my whatever but I look at all those people, most of them as I'm passing them in the opposite way, they all look, look miserable sitting in traffic, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, and we're not, we're not rich or millionaires, but we're happy. And mm-hmm. again, it's been cool because when stuff is happening, whether it, the crap's hitting the fan or things are good, you know, the thing is my family and my kids roll their eyes. Cause like, I don't even know what he's up to next. Rachel's family, <laughs> her kids might roll her eyes, but in the meantime, everybody's supportive go, well, I don't know, go try that. Like there hasn't been one thing. And again, Willie's like the third partner, uh, you know, where it's say, well, I don't know, go try it, figure it out. When we yeah. did the radio for over a year, every night, Monday through Friday, he never complained. He, my husband. You know, whatever. Wow. It was a grind. It was a grind. And, um, well, it, and we didn't want to drop it because we thought it was good for the brand, but what did we do? We didn't want to drop it till we knew what would be good for the brand. So Anyways, the mental health is stability for each for each other's families as well because our families have been supportive because we know we're a little bit nuts. A little bit. <laughs> we all are. That's why we're all here. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I think it's excellent that you are choosing your mental health and happiness by doing something that may not be as lucrative as another choice, but yeah. Here we all are doing the the thing that we love and I are mean, passionate about yeah. because happiness, right? And your experiences, you I feel like you guys are always where the fun is. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just feel like either you follow the fun or the fun follows you. The, gotta, yeah, yeah we'll exactly. I mean, there's something cool happening and there you are, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. We appreciate yeah, that. We, that's the 10 minutes I guess that's fun. the job. Yeah, no. I guess that <laughs> no. cuz it is fun. No, I mean, I yeah. we're very very lucky, but there's I probably, like, and I don't mean this in like, oh, martyr, here you go, Joan of Arc. But, you know, th- there's, it was getting to be, there's only so many hours in the day mm-hmm. to do the things that you could do. And that's mm-hmm. why we want the brand and the legacy of what Jagoff is mm-hmm. to the city to grow. And we can't, two people can't do it. So yeah. how do we continue to let people in who have these great creative minds and so much to offer? You know, the biggest thing with the Jag Braggers was you all have identities use them. Tressa, you are Tressa from Yins are Good. You're right. not Tressa from Yajagoff. You're Tressa from Yins are Good first. We just love that you're part of our umbrella. So talk about being, you know, the Yins are Good piece, you know, and same with Marcus. Talk about, I'm a stand-up comedian. I own mm-hmm. this, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So 
that's why I think, you know, it's gotten better and, and we've appreciated it more. I love that community that you're building with your team. That's mm-hmm. really great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank well, thank you for shedding a beautiful light on the city of Pittsburgh and helping us to embrace Ya Jagoff in its all of its glory in both of its contexts. Um, and I think that sure. most, yeah, most Pittsburghers use it in both contexts too. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so for all you non-Pittsburghers out there, thank you for learning a little bit more about our city and how amazing it is um, through these two awesome humans. Yeah, and if you want to visit and know what's up, you can check out their podcast. Yes. I swear, it's like there's so many amazing places here to see, restaurants to go to, places to visit, different things that you would never even know of. It is very cool. It is a very very cool city. What I love most about your interviews and and listening to your podcast and watching your content is that we get to hear the behind the scenes stories of all of these places in Pittsburgh. So yes, we're getting to know, you know, that there's this cool restaurant, but you get to hear that person, that chef's story of why they started it, what Mm -hmm. their passion was behind it. And, and really knowing like the human being behind it, which is, is the coolest part of all of it is getting to know, you know, each of our fellow Pittsburghers and, and what they're doing out there. And seeing how yeah. we're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you. agree. Yeah, we agree. That's yeah, we what agree. we've learned so much in the last mm-hmm. few years just doing this. It's learned more about our own city than it's humbling, we could yeah. have ever done. Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. And yeah. thanks for what you're doing. Clever, <laughs> unique, you know, it's, there's so many podcasts in this world now. And the fact that this is something so different and it resonates with so many people, you know, kudos to you as well. And Amy, Sarah, any of your listeners come five o'clock or five 30 yeah. on a Friday Happy hour. to 5,000 midnight road in in Pittsburgh and come be part of our happy hour audience. We would Heck love to yes. have all of you. Oh, we'll all be right. there. We'll be there. Definitely. And thank you, Rachel. That was high praise coming from you. Thanks. Yes. We really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're going to make it. Warrior, warrior. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go. Where we go.